You're listening to Freestyle Flavor. I'm your host, Chef Tarsha. Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, stay tuned for my conversation with Anthony Hodges. Joining us live from Waterbury, Connecticut, we'll talk about his triumph and victory over the development of Hodges Family Farm. We'll find out about his farming experience, and I'll ask him, how difficult is it to move farm animals around on a six-acre plot of land? You've got freestyle flavor. Put your listening ears on. Stay close. I'll be right back. Farming changed my life because it uh, helped me um, with my PTSD. I had uh, severe PTSD and actually the army gave me a 70% disability rating for it. And I found out to where farming actually helped control my PTSD more than the medications that my uh, doctors was trying to get. So I just cut medications completely out and just concentrated solely on farming. And it's been a tremendous help for me with dealing with my PTSD issues. There's really nothing that's a secret. It's just maintaining the animals themselves. They tell you what they need when they need it. But the harder part on a small urban farm is animals need room. I'm fortunate to where I have six acres um, in the urban, uh, in what we consider the urban setting for Waterbury, Connecticut. But I do have the space to keep moving them around um, that they need. Otherwise, you'd just be raising just like regular um, commercial industry um, farmers. You've got Freestyle Flavor, a podcast cookumentary highlighting all things food. Stay posted for my conversations with cooks, educators, farmers, ranchers, and regular folks talking about the flavors we all love. We'll learn so much about where our food is coming from, recipe profiles, ingredients, and fanfare tasty fanfare stay posted our next episode is coming up now okay so i'm live here in waterbury connecticut at the hodges family farm is it yes ma'am and i'm speaking to anthony hodges anthony hodges it's a pleasure to be out here and view your farm i mean what what kind of acreage are you working with here Uh, six acres six acres you're doing a lot um what does it require here in waterbury for an ag exemption how much land do you have to have we actually have um there's really no um, amount of land for the ag exemption. Okay. It's really just going down to zoning, um, presenting your plan, um, putting it out for the public use, and then at that point you just have a hearing, and once you get your hearing, they either approve or you don't approve you, mm-hmm. which is we're in the process of getting our ag um, exemption tomorrow. Oh, okay. So you don't already have an ag exemption? No. You, you mentioned earlier that the land that you're farming on now was already an existing farm, or this is part of... Yes. Tell so, me a little bit about that. So the farm itself took up this whole entire um, block. Um, the farm was established in 1899, and I'm actually the second owner of the farm, and I bought it in 2015. Wow. So it's just been passed down from generation to generation, and each generation just kept selling off pieces of the farm. This was the last piece that was left of the farm, and I purchased it in 2015, you, along with the original farmhouse. Do you know how big the original farm was? I do not know uh, how big it was. Um, mm-hmm. I would say to where, when you look at our plot of land, 
the subdivision next to us that was part of it and the entire park across the street. Oh, the park across the street, um, too. Wow. So it was roughly around 50 acres easily. At least, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And so you mentioned that you got the original farmhouse. Yes. Uh, you got the original barn across the street from you. Yes. Um, and that this land was wooded, so you had to clear. So we cleared it all out. Because uh, it stopped being a farm in the 1950s. Okay. Was it some other purpose or just wood? It's just, it just got overgrown because the last brother, who was actually the farmer, uh, got sick. And he just couldn't farm it anymore. Mm. So they just let it overgrow. And then the whole thing just got took over by forestry. And what kind of trees were on this land? I see you have a big tree cut down over there. Looks like a great table. Yeah. Looks like great well, those boards, trees, all kinds yeah. of stuff to me. So those trees actually get delivered to us. Um, so we got uh, quite a few tree companies that I let dump their wood chips here. Mm -hmm. And they give me the wood for free um, for the wintertime for burning. Okay, so you chopping that. So we chopping all of that up, get ready for the wintertime. The wood chips, as you see, we use it in all different aspects, uh, mainly with the pens, with the animals. Uh, we do what we what they call a um, deep bedding um, system, mm -hmm. which How is... How many feet or inches? Um, well, you just keep adding more and more wood chips onto it. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the year, once I process all of the animals out, then I'll take all of the um, manure and everything out of that deep bedding system. And then I'll let that compost um, for six months. And then that's what I'll use in the spring for all of my beds. Okay. That's and that's also the reason why, you know, as you stand here, we have four goats, I mean, four sheep. We have five goats, uh, 33 egg layers, 17 ducks, and 15 meat chickens, and you do not smell any of them. That's right. And it's all because of that deep composting system. Yeah, 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 that's right. It is clean. It's, uh, and I can tell you that the strawberries are good. Oh, thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> Super sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. That's really nice. So, uh, with the, with the, had you, do you have farming in your background? No, ma'am. What's your background? I just retired from the military last year. Really? 28 years. What, what arm, what forces? In the army. In the army. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so where do you get this agricultural bug from? YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> Everything I learned, I learned from YouTube. Why did you want to become a farmer? Just for having better food for me and my family. Right. That's how it all started. Mm -hmm. So it started off just me, my mom, my aunts, uncles all coming over. We started a plot just for us. And then it just kept expanding and expanding and expanding. I had to clear a few more trees, a few more trees. Yeah. Until you got all the way. You, you well, like the tree, we clear all of the trees in one, oh, in one shot. Okay. So How we, long did it take you to do that? It took us a month and a half. Yeah. Every day, 10 hours a day, we're out here, me and my son, and we hire two people. So there's two of us with um, wood chippers and two of us with um, chainsaws. And we started from the street and just went all the way back by hand. And so uh, with that in mind then, and looking at how you've designed this, did you walk the land and decide what trees you're going to, or you just started going at it? We and just say, started going at it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you did a great job. I mean, it's, it looks fantastic, really. Thank you. You would never know that. Nobody would ever know that this was all forested. Yeah. And so that means that you built a pond. You have a pond here. And what else? What are your we amenities? Built, we built everything. What are your amenities? People come, can they do a tour? They come, they can come do a tour of the farm. Um, we do open to the public to where they can come buy fresh vegetables from straight from us. We also supply um, a local vendor called um, Brassity Harvest, mm -hmm. which helps try to alleviate the food deserts in Waterbury. So they bring fresh fruits and vegetables to, like, to the senior centers, things like that, teach them how to cook, what we grow, things like that. So we provide them um, with the bulk of our produce as well. Mm -hmm. Is your pond uh, big enough to be stocked? No, because okay. it's only six feet deep. Okay. Um, so right now we just have uh, koi fish in it. Okay. But we can't stock it with regular fish. Okay. They won't survive. Yeah. It's too small. Uh-huh. So it's a, just a nice retreat. Just ornamental, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you host any events or anything out here? We do. Okay. We also rent the farm out for private events. Uh, like what? Uh, we've done uh, Sweet 15s. We got a wedding this year. 
we do vendor fairs to help showcase other local talents that they have as far as what they're selling smaller businesses so we'll do vendor fairs out here for them as well that's open to the public um, and we do like corporate events uh, we had one trucking company come out here to do their um, uh, barbecue for their employees mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we do and we just type. yeah and we just started doing that last year what about hosting the chefs out here show how this food is working out that's on the plans for this year we're actually trying to plan on i got two chefs that i'm working with mm -hmm. so we could do a farm to table event right so that all your proteins and the vegetables and everything it all comes from our farm this is amazing and then we'll have it's the my event. dream yeah i love this this is fantastic so you've been learning as you're going yes. learning to um husbandry yes and farming Yes. And processing. And Are processing. you processing your we own We process chickens? all of our own, all of our own animals as well. Are you kidding? So yep. you can kill a chicken? Yeah. What's the What's the trick to it? What I do is um, I hold them upside down. Uh, put them in what they call a killing cone. Hold them upside down. Blood rushes to their head. They stop moving, almost like passing out. Mm -hmm. And then you just cut the jugular and let them bleed out into a bucket. Mm -hmm. So majority of the things that we do, how we process our animals, is what they call halal stuff. Yes. Okay. So that's how all of our practices all halal. And do you, in that case, do you have a lot of Islamic um, customers or people that come? We don't sell the meat. Oh, only okay. only meat we sell is the rabbits. The rest of the meat we don't sell. Okay. And the rabbits we actually sell alive, um, and that's mainly because we don't have a license to sell meat. Okay, I see. That's a whole different side of licensing with USDA right. and facilities, and we're just not going to go through that because this whole entire farm, I'm the only one who does it. Uh, listen. There's no <laughs> workers. <laughs> it's just Well, me. I tell you what, once <laughs> these folks see the pictures that I'm going to take and... Um, they see the acreage that you're one man banding out here. Yes. But that's really the story for all of us that's doing this work. It's all seemingly, it's only a few of us. And, yeah. You know, start off, you start off with a passion and it just takes off from there. And little by little, it just goes and goes and goes. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the things we do, like I said, I've learned mostly everything just from YouTube, including repurposing pallets to use right. as raised beds yeah fantastic. Uh, to save money so you don't have to go buy the lumber yeah and i see you're using the landscaping fabric to cut down on the weeds on the and weeds um for the strawberries yeah, as well yeah yeah um what time do you start working in the morning what time do you get up i start working realistically probably around eight o'clock Mm, okay, you late then. Yeah. Oh, okay. You sleeping in? I'm I'm retired. Okay, there, there's yeah. no rush. That's right. <laughs> Animals are still gonna be here when it's, I get when I come out. I uh, hopefully that's wonderful. <laughs> well, the plan is for them to still be here because yes, yeah, sometimes they escape. So yeah. anytime you have animals, it's not an issue on um, <laughs> if they'll escape. It's when, when they escape. When when and when they escape, people know they came from over they here. They came from right? here. Yes. <laughs> so, and they don't wander too far off. Most of the time when they escape, it's because they see something more delicious over there that they want to taste, and they'll figure out a way to get over there. And when you wake up, you'll see them somewhere around the farm just nibbling but away But they're not something. in the neighborhood. No, they don't. And I they definitely don't go on the street. No. Yeah. I've only had them in the neighborhood one time. Okay. And I had black sheep at that time, and my neighbor thought they were bears and ran in a house. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is good then. You are really enjoying this too, though. It's a lot yes. of work, but you're uh, not slaving to no. it. No, it's yeah. we. The profit we make is enough, really, to um, cover the cost of doing it to just keep them sustainable as far as um, our supplies are concerned. Um, like I said, I'm retired. Um, so I really don't do this for the money part. Mm -hmm. So my that's why my Thank prices God. my <laughs> prices are I beat the supermarket. Right. Because it's mainly because it's just really the prices are really towards donations right. just to keep the farm running. Yeah, and it's a surplus for you, you know. Yes. Um, basically. And the other thing is do you have a lot of people coming out here and taking advantage of that? I mean, do people know Word is getting out okay. slowly but surely. We have our website that's up and running now. We have um, YouTube. We have um, our thing on Facebook, Instagram, things like that. So slowly but surely, the word is getting out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but that part of it, too, is also something that I have to discuss down at the zoning um, meeting tomorrow because um, they may they may prohibit me from doing retail sales on the property. Mm-hmm. So that's something we have to discuss tomorrow night as well at the meeting because mm-hmm. other community gardens that's um, nonprofits that's doing it as well within the inner city itself. Um, that's one of their restraints is they cannot have a farm stand on the property. Yeah, well, that seems like um, something that's across the board. That's something that I had a issue with as well in Texas and Houston. Yeah. And I'm on like three quarters of an acre, basically. And uh, I started out doing a farmer's market on my urban farm. I mean, it just makes sense, which is pick what you want is what, yeah, was what I wanted. There. You're here. That's the whole purpose of no the farm is this. to have the people there to see what they're picking. Exactly. Know what you're eating and understand the integrity is what it is, what you say it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, we ran into the issue, the city changed the codes on us, that you can't have a farmer's market. It has to be on a parking lot. Yeah. So, which is ridiculous, and it seems like a moneymaker, obviously, for the system. Yep. Yeah, but you found a good way around it, which is donations, mm-hmm. you know, and you're still being able to feed the people. And for me, more importantly, um, connecting people with true organic food. Yeah, and all of our stuff is all chemical-free. We don't use any chemicals right. on the farm. Right. Is we basically plant it. We plant enough um, to where we have what people would call sacrificial plants. Mm-hmm. So we plant enough so that if we do get bugs come in, mm-hmm. they'll generally attack one plant, mm-hmm. or they're spread out enough to where they don't really do significant damage to the whole entire uh, crop itself. Mm-hmm. So we do plant enough so we can have those sacrificial um, and you're learning well. at the same time. I yes. mean, that's the whole thing about this farming and agriculture is you just learn more and more and more. Okay, let me cut in here to depart from this direct conversation with Anthony. Uh, the following evening, I received an invitation to attend the actual zoning hearing for the approval or the consideration for approval of uh, Hodges Family Farms agricultural exemption. And I was so happy to see many, many folks from the community standing up in support of Hodges Family Farm and Anthony Hodges' efforts. And even I took to the mic. Let's take a listen. Okay, moving on to uh, agenda item number two, PL 2023-0172, special permit pursuant to section 4.08 of the zoning regulations to permit agricultural use. Location is Montau Road, MBL 0061-0256-012. The applicant is Anthony Hodges. And it's still in the public hearing. Deadline is September 1st, 2023. Bob. Yes, uh, Mr. Chairman, as, as you note, this is an application for an agriculture use. We received the application on June 7th uh, from Mr. Anthony Hodges, who uh, actually happens to live at 131 Monto Road. And as noted, the application is for special permit to allow for agriculture. The um, application was legally noticed in the June 15th and June 22nd edition of the um, Republican American newspaper and uh, we also have photographs of uh, public hearing signage that has been placed at various locations including Montgomery
letter. I'll read it to the record. I'm writing this letter on behalf of my application for special permit for agriculture for my six acre property located at 131 Lonto Road, Waterbury, Connecticut. I've been working with the USDA and Connecticut State Department of Agriculture for my farm and track number and also with Brass City Harvest. I started the farm to help me with my PTSD as I am an Army veteran who recently retired last year. I started working with Brass City Harvest to be a supplier for them to help bring fresh fruits and vegetables at low cost to residents of Waterbury. I would like to keep some livestock as well within the guidelines of the city of Waterbury. I will have sheep, goats, chickens on the property that will be located away from my neighbors so, as, uh, so they will not be, interfere with my neighbors' quality of life. The goal of the farm is to help bring affordable vegetables to residents of Waterbury and to help alleviate uh, the food desert problem that currently currently within some of our Waterbury neighborhoods. If you have any questions, please contact me. This is one of The applicant does have a survey uh, of the property. As noted, it's uh, nearly six acres uh, in size. There are some uh, wetlands located on the north, very northwest corner of the property. Uh, it also property that houses his uh, residence along with a couple of small outbuildings. Um, this is the, the zoning map of the city and you can see that the property is located uh, up in the north uh, east quadrant of, of, of Waterbury. So being an education specialist 
and also being able to provide professional expertise for Mr. Hodges and everything that he's doing, um, I can completely vouch for the idea that by having people exposed to agriculture, they get exposed to carpentry, plumbing, all kinds of trade and vocational skills. Our clothing comes from, from agriculture. That's food clothing and shelter right there. You know what I'm saying? So that's a whole, that's a whole lifestyle change. That's economic development for an entire community. That's people being able to learn how to do something for themselves instead of uh, complaining about jobs and such. Um, another reason I'm totally in favor of this whole rezoning process is to also address historical racial discrimination in America. That's a very important point I bring up because more than 90% of black-owned farmland has been disappearing since 1920, where most of us don't own the land that we farm on. I am one such farmer. To have someone who can actually own the land and have an agriculturally zoned where they can do what they have to do in order to bring about feeding the people and taking care of the people, that's a success for everybody. I'm not here about, you know, well, my farm doesn't have it, why should his get the Like, no, 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 what the hell? A victory for one of us is a victory for everybody. And none of us make it, so all of us make it. That's my sincere belief. So I'm here as, a, as an educational consultant. I'm here as a specialist in my craft to, to let everyone here know that he does have access to, to professional consulting. Not just me, we have a whole network of people and we're so excited to help him. When I, when I met him at the event at his farm, not too really long ago, he told me about this event. I, I couldn't wait to get down here and show my support because that's the kind of love that we have amongst amongst farmers who are really passionate about doing this work. And I thank you all for having the consideration to hear about this process. So thank you all very much. I appreciate you all. Thank you. Uh, 
Mr. Hodges, again, as it said, uh, this, this was farmland. Uh, I'm glad to see that uh, it, it's coming back to be farmland again. Uh, he is doing so much that is going to make a difference, or that is making a difference uh, in the city of Waterbury. Uh, the more people that get exposed to what he is doing, what other farmers are doing uh, in the city, and, and again, you talk about farmers in the city, you know, we, we don't have many farmers, we have plots of land, uh, but again, you know, taking those plots of land and educating people about the importance of growing your own food and taking time to see that food and, and, and recognizing that the food that you grow is making a difference from a health standpoint. Uh, that's critical. And, you know, so many of us, we, we kind of take for granted. We talk about food deserts and what have you, and not having food, but again, having access to fresh food is really going to make a difference, is making a difference for those that are taking time uh, to have farms such as Mr. Hodges' farm. Uh, so again, uh, I appreciate your time. I, I think uh, I appreciate uh, you going forward and in a positive way in terms of accepting this application. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Anybody else wishing to speak on the application? Just as a note, uh, Alderman Brunelli is passing around a bit of a sign-up sheet for all those who have spoken. If you don't mind signing it, it would be appreciated. Uh, it helps with the uh, stenographic record. Thank you, Bob. Uh, seeing none, uh, I'll give it a chance for the applicant to come up one more time to add any last words. Um, just looking at What are you growing out here? I mean, I see arugula, I see peppers, tomatoes, strawberries, yeah, we have, pumpkins or squash. Something. We have a lettuce mix over here uh -huh. um, around the ends as well. We yeah. have borders on um, flowers, um, beneficial flowers to help with the pest control as well. Mm -hmm. Which are what? Zinnias? What are the they? Zinnias. We have also uh, marigolds. Mm -hmm. We have some other flowering um, plants that's going along as well. Mm -hmm. um, and those are the borders of the, of our farm itself mm -hmm. as far as this pl this plot of planting mm -hmm. um, we also have uh, kale we have a lettuce mix here we have purple cabbage green cabbage collard greens over here we have a bed of um, arugula, or arugula over here mm -hmm. we have carrots up there mm -hmm. we have radishes here strawberries Potatoes, sweet potatoes, garlic. Garlic, okay. Um, squash, zucchini. And this is carrots here? Or? This is carrots here as yeah. well. Uh -huh. um, bok choy, um, string beans, zucchini, squash. We have six different types of lettuces that we grow as well. And five, four different types of um, tomatoes and six different types of peppers. It's fantastic. This is all and, and your summer garden, yes? Yes. Okay. 
and uh, when will you well it's not a matter of when but just for people to know in this climate we're on the, the east coast when will you officially start processing your mind and plan into the well winter you don't really have a fall do you or what we do oh you do yes okay i i start that now okay yeah yeah mm -hmm. so so that's your pumpkins and uh we didn't do pumpkins this with year this squash this year squash and zucchini okay um right now we'll, we'll start propagating another round of squash zucchini and uh, cucumbers mainly because they die out very quickly. They don't last all all summer. Right. So we'll already start propagating, getting uh, seeds in for the next round, mm -hmm. so we can last all summer. And then within the next uh, two to three weeks, I'll start planning everything for the winter time uh, for our fall and winter. And what's that gonna be? That's gonna be our winter squashes, our lettuces, um, spinach, Natural. more carrots, mm -hmm. uh, more collard greens, more cabbage. Pretty well, much everything you have. Pretty out much here. everything I have because all of this is we're we're just transitioned from our spring crop mm -hmm. into our summer crop, and then we'll start transitioning from our summer crop into our uh, fall crop, mm -hmm. fall and winter. Do you plant corn? I have corn right over here, oh, that okay. last row. Oh yeah, okay, I, see, I do see it. Okay, what about feeding the animals? I mean, what what's the, um, is this a big expense? Not much, because most of my animals free range. We give supplemental um, protein to them, mm -hmm. but for the most part, they just roam they're around. They're vegetarians, right? They, yeah. And they're they eating are, all of your, everything from the garden as well. They eat scraps. a lot of scraps from the garden. Mm -hmm. I also have... Um, couple of restaurants i have wild bill's um barbecue he gives me all of his scraps and we have another restaurant called the bomb salads and they give me all of their scraps as well mm -hmm. and that's what i feed them as well that's beautiful so that way their scraps don't go to waste it cuts down my feed bill right. for the animals and i provide them the buckets and everything that they need to put the scraps in to keep everything separate beautiful. and then they just call me and three times a week i go do a pickup Okay, so that's part of the job of running a farm, which is feeding your animals and having a sustainable cycle mm -hmm. uh, for that. What about fruit trees? Do you have, is that in the back in there, the back your there. orchard? Yeah, mm -hmm. we have apples, peaches, pears, and golden cherries mm. and figs. Mm. When are the cherries ready? Cherry, we're past the cherry season. Mm. <laughs> Goodness! I was getting ready to make that trek up that hill. <laughs> what is there anything that's ready up there? No. Yeah. No. The so. next thing that will be ready will be our peaches, mm -hmm. and that'll be probably July, um, late July, early August. Right. Will what be about peaches. apples? Though? Apples is fall. Okay. They'll be ready in the fall. Okay. Are they mature enough? Do you have apples? No. They're right now. They're just about the size of a quarter. Yeah. Okay. So they're just little babies. Yeah. Okay. What about cooking for you? Do you cook? Are you a cook? I imagine so. Yeah. Okay. So what, what, what kind of uh, dish will you be making, let's say this evening, this weekend, 4th of July? 4th of July, we're going to be doing rabbit. Rabbit. Yes. Okay. So we'll be processing out some of our rabbits uh, to get them ready, um, put them in a brine uh, for a couple of days. What's your brine mix? Mine is uh, just salt, just salt and water just to get them. Um, no sugar. No sugar. No, no herbs, no. We really, I don't really don't use sugar um, mm -hmm. for much of anything. Mm -hmm. Do you have any sugar cane out here? No, we don't okay. have any sugar cane. Uh -huh. It's probably not warm enough for that. Right, I was gonna say probably. But, yeah, we just stick them in a simple brine, and you know, then just throw them on the grill and barbecue them. Mm, no seasoning at all. Yeah, we season them. Oh, okay. Well, I'm trying to get the recipe. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, we season is, them is up. Is it a secret yeah. hodge farm no, recipe? No, uh, we use just regular standard, um, I forgot the name of it, Martell's seasoning. Uh, All-purpose seasoning. All seasoning, yeah. Okay. Barbecue seasoning. Uh, some will use like mesquite seasonings. I'll use mesquite wood mesquite when I, wood, when I smoke favorite. them out. Is that what this wood is over here? 
This over here, no, that is all hardwood. That right there is off of burning, not for cooking. What 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 wood is that? I don't know. Oh, okay. Like I said, the tree companies just drop it all oh, off okay, okay. whenever they're in the neighborhood. You can make you a good table, a couple of end tables out of some of those rounds. Yeah, um, I looked at it, and that oh, was my. what we were going to plan with some of them. But as you start looking closer to it, there's just too many cracks. Mm -hmm. So when you start trying to uh, get it done and put the epoxy on yeah. and sand it all out, it's, you're just going to see so many cracks. It's like it's not even going to be worth it at that point. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So rabbit and what else? What's the sides? That's going to be up to my girlfriend. Okay. I do the protein. She does the sides. All right. Good. Where does mom come in the picture? I know the family gathers all around yeah um we do things here and there for the most part uh my mom comes over and helps when she can but with her being older um she can't move around as as much on the farm just mm -hmm. because it's so uneven right right um so yes we normally do our bigger functions here what what is your ethnicity if i can ask native american native american i was picking something like that up i've been in this indian native american vibe here lately yeah? Yeah. I recently just came from a powwow. That's my last uh, episode. Uh, that was in Louisiana. Okay. Mm -hmm. And talked about some of the food and stuff there with uh, the, the uh, Kashada Indians. Mm hmm And uh, so what tribe? The Halawasaponi. Halawasaponi. Out of North Carolina. Out of North Carolina. This is amazing. I'm being led to all of these Native American people right now. Yeah. My mom and them, actually, my whole family that came up here, they came up here from um, the south. Uh -huh. And most of them already returned from the South. So our cooking style is all Southern cooking. Mm -hmm, right. So, yeah. It's and everything, this is all Southern is, style right uh, here. Everything we're growing is all Southern <laughs> style. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. So you're a Southern boy then. Yes, that's what it is. Okay. So that's why you can be out here all day, all night, all day, all night. Yeah. <laughs> my, my grandfather was a farmer. Yeah. So, so and my mom and them grew up on a farm. Uh -huh. uh, and that's the funniest thing with doing this is having my mom, my aunts and my uncles, all they come out and help out and listening to them argue about how it was on their farm. Because everybody grew up on the same farm, but everybody got a different picture of what they did yeah so just seeing all of these people argue back and forth is yeah. just hysterical yeah, to me yeah, yeah. because everybody remembers it differently yeah it, what's interesting is um, i recently uh was part of a festival where someone was talking about like this genome tracker about how uh different people in your family you go way way back mm -hmm. did different things and sometimes they skip generations and then they pick back up mm -hmm. so you right in line with everything right yeah that's good. Uh, how do you how do you welcome the community? Can people come out, donate their time, or what? Yeah, people just come out, donate their time. Um, they'll come, just knock on the door, asking if we're looking for volunteers on certain days that they're available. We say yes. Um, so people just really just, it's just random. Okay. Do you have a, an official way for people to contact you for these people here? If they want to, maybe they're not in the area, but they can send their money. Or, uh, they could contact you know. us through our website. Um, Hodges family farm LLC. Okay. Um, or they could LLC. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Or they could just contact me directly and just give me a call. Okay. Good. I love collaborating with other farmers, other people who uh, enjoy what they're doing, different ideas. Everybody does something differently. Right. And everybody don't have a monopoly on, you know, the great ideas. No. And the beautiful thing about it is I love visiting farms and uh, gardens because you always learn something. Yes. I, always. No matter how long you've been doing this, there's always something to learn. And this is our first year growing carrots. Um, so... I spent the last uh, four months learning how to grow carrots. Okay. They're looking YouTube. real good, we're too. watching YouTubes and everything else, and these are the size carrots we're getting for the first time. That's awesome. And this and, is our first year growing them. And when I first grew carrots, um, I was amazed... <laughs> I, we're taking a picture now. Well, I was amazed at how fresh they mm -hmm. are and how, how much sweet they are. Sweet and how much they smell like carrots. You know, I mean, just so in my teaching young people, um, it was why I say about how do you welcome volunteers? Because mm -hmm. uh, this is so important for kids to do this because they don't even realize where are where is their food coming from. 
Yeah. You know. And so what city of Waterbury just built a greenhouse at uh, Wilby High School, which is one of the high schools here. Mm -hmm. And now they're just starting an agriculture program at Wilby High School. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start partnering with them to get with them, bring some of the kids down here to the farm and not just work in a greenhouse. But at least they could see how the farm interacts, the animals interact, right. um, how everything goes together. So mm -hmm. basically our own little micro system right. on how we do things, how the farm feeds the animals, the animals feed the farm, and then how their manure just don't go to waste. Right. You recycle the it whole. back into the system mm -hmm. and you're just starting the whole system. And that's our whole thing with trying to teach the kids right. is get them back into this aspect of if you don't want to farm, um, we uh, teach adults how yeah. to do um, container gardening for container people who garden. don't have a backyard. That's right. And so the point is that we can empower everyone. Just to grow something. Grow something you can eat is what I say yes. for sure. Yeah. Even if it's just, you know, summertime food, at least you're eating very well for the summer. Or if it's just herbs, I tell people, yeah. that changes your flavor profile on how you season food etc how you season food and then once you start getting into it then the first thing that people start realizing is how better they feel yeah the blood pressure goes down mm -hmm. the diabetes everything goes away everything goes away right. and then your body basically your weight just starts regulating itself exactly exactly wow this is really a pleasure for me uh something that i could do all day where I do all day anyway and I am going to propose that I want to create a recipe uh, for the Hodges family farm and I'm going to think about that while I walk around here and then I want to create a recipe card um, that I can send back to you okay and maybe you can use that in whatever way I'd like for you to be able to use it uh, to generate some kind of donation, but you might be able to just give it out to people, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to collaborate with you. Okay. For sure. Yes, ma'am. As a chef and as a founder of my own uh, system, which is uh, it's EcotoneWorld.com, okay. uh, I'm going to connect with you. Okay. But I love what you're doing here, and I'm going to take some video footage and just empower people to know, now that we've heard your story, so that they can visualize how much work you've done first of all wow it's incredible how beautiful it is it's i know that it's a meditation yeah you know, this is it, therapy a lot, of, a lot of it really was because of i was having a big problem with my ptsd okay um, now we come on out with it yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and a lot of this was how i handled it right because the doctor kept trying to give me all different type of medications for my sleeping and things like that um, and then once I just started with the farming and things like that, I just found it so much easier yeah. to wear no more medications or anything. I just come out here and, um, when I have problems, little episodes or something triggers something, I mm -hmm. just come out here until the trigger goes away. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So that's why I really farm on my own time. Right. Um, I do think I'm in a better position than most farmers because I don't farm for profit. Right. So I don't have to, if I don't sell anything, yeah. I'm not losing my house. Right. You know, or exactly. bills are not piling up. Mm -hmm. So the profit part of this is very minimal for me. Yeah. It's mostly all just joy. 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 And yeah. then just seeing everybody's reaction when they come, they see the farm. And first question they ask is, is this still Waterbury? Yes, this is still Waterbury. Which is why I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. This is in Waterbury, and I, and and I, you know, I have family. I'm originally from Waterbury, but I'm like nobody said anything to me about this, you know. Yeah. And I wonder if they know. I'm gonna certainly do my part to put the word. And that's out. why we're little by little getting the word out, um, and just seeing how people react, and especially when they first eat it for the first time. Yeah. They always come back and said that was the best I ever had. Best strawberries I've had since I've been here. <laughs> first of all, I haven't had any. But I know what a good strawberry is. And I'm wondering, what are you going to charge me for a dozen? Can I get a dozen eggs? Can I, can I start yeah. shopping now? Eggs, uh, we charge $5 a dozen. Okay, that's good. And we do chicken eggs and we do um, duck eggs. Okay, well, Tony, um, I thank you so much. I'm going to sign off so I can walk around and enjoy this. Uh, again, tell the people how... Um, they can contact Hodges Farm. Uh, they can contact us through HodgesFamilyFarm.llc um, 
or they can just contact me directly at 203-528-2707 and I keep my phone on all the time. I answer everybody's call. Okay, that's nice to know. And let me say this, I wrap my podcast off typically giving a scenario and that is you are going to a deserted island. You have one kitchen crate or let's say one crate uh, made out of these pallets, one kitchen crate Mm -hmm. actually. What's going to be in your crate? For sustainable living? I've, I've said you have one kitchen crate. What's in your crate? I would say potatoes, sweet potatoes, and strawberries. Okay. Because those are crops you only have to buy one time, and you can regrow them every year. Okay. So you only have to spend money that one time. Okay. Well, you don't have a fishing pole. You don't have a knife. You don't have fire. No, because all of that you could make while you're out there. Okay. All right. So you're good. You just need potatoes. Your starch, your vegetable, and your sweet potatoes. Yeah. Okay. And you can just grow them over and use use your seed potato and grow more potatoes. And Are you, you going to grow those in the, in, a, in the sand? Yeah. Yeah, they grow good in the sand. Yeah, you take them in the sand, you get your fish that you catch, put the fish heads and the guts inside of there, yeah, and now is, you got your own fertilizer. That's right, that's right. Give me your one word. Persistence. Why? It takes a lot to stay a farmer. So you got to have the persistence, whether it's um, money problems because you're not getting into farming to make money. Um, So whether it's your money problems, time, um, or you just get burnt out being a farmer, um, you have to have that level of persistence to stay doing what you're doing. You just got to love it. Yeah, you got to love it. You got to love it. My word is perseverance, so that's close Mm and kinship. But, yeah, you got to love it. And I've loved this experience. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks for listening to Freestyle Flavor, a bi-weekly production. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you're alerted to every new uploaded episode. And if you'd like to get in contact with us here at the podcast, we'd love to hear back from you. Send your email to freshandfreestyleflavor at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this episode. In the meantime and in between time, I am Chef Tarsha. It's been a pleasure.